So, gentlemen, are we ready? Ready. Let's do it. So, I want to uh, first of all invite you guys with the first question of the day, which is, why do you see? I'm making an assumption that there is a gap for the audience, but I want to understand from you, um, why do you feel there is a gap between what's taught in class in in blockchain or Web three world? and what really happens on the ground what companies need uh, as employees right so um ganesh oh, why don't you uh, go ahead talk about that akshay this is a, a great uh, question to start with and i think the primary reason is that in any frontier technology or frontier innovation wave uh the teachers are not the practitioners so if it's something like agricultural technology that has been well understood that knowledge permeates from the field to the textbooks and the teachers uh have access to that technology and are able to uh parlay that information to students with something like blockchains where the technology frontier is ever growing uh it's just so hard for people in the classrooms first to do a good job of teaching at the same time keep up to date with the frontier of technology especially on the frontier what's happening is that i would say more than 50% of the experiments end up in failure that's generally how any kind of nascent new technology comes up so you can't really teach uh something that may or may not exist in 6 months or a year from now so i think that is the fundamental uh disconnect between what is being taught in any frontier technology it doesn't have to be blockchains it could be like nanotechnology it could be um crispr it could be uh you know genetic modification it could be quantum computing where the practitioners are not uh the ones teaching so that's the disconnect in my opinion very well that makes a lot of sense ronak what do you have to add here yeah i think uh, i think everything has been covered by ganesh uh, most probably but i would just like to add one more thing that uh, let's start with the basic let's start with the groundwork uh, i ran an edtech company so i know this for a fact that uh, a lot of colleges don't even teach blockchain right so uh, in india here uh, so leave it alone that the instructors are they uh, in sync with the time even if they know whether what's going on let's start with the fact that we have very little blockchain education web3 education future technology education at least here in india now when we say that india is a player where it uh, creates uh, a lot of developers we are the we are the place where uh, so many things have been built but still uh, i think we hardly have uh, less than 10000 blockchain developers in india uh, which is a very very low number uh, leave alone uh, whether they are taught the technology uh, which is in sync with time now the the other part that i the way i look at it is see this is a growing tech right so every day we have something new coming in now uh, we just witnessed the merge uh, and uh, that's a different story for a for a different uh, podcast but uh, you know uh, there was so much confusion about what exactly is the merge what is the beacon chain uh, what is going to happen of uh, ethereum what's what's the price going to be you know so um, and most of these questions are always targeted towards the teachers or the instructors and um, i'm sure most of them do, did not even know what beacon chain was right so uh, that's the harsh truth so uh, yes what ganesh is saying is absolutely right that the 
instructors or the teachers are not the ones that are the participants of this they are not the ones who are building they are not the ones who are uh, using it they they are just the ones who are uh, reciting a set curriculum that has been given to them i think that is what needs to change about basic education the way education is conducted i think that's how that's what need to be changed uh, but even then i i'll say that uh, uh, folks in the web3 are much blessed as compared to uh, anywhere else because we can see uh, jobs happening in web3 irrespective of the fact that you don't have a degree right uh, people are offering jobs uh, for uh, developers uh, just on the basis of the projects that they do right so i think that's a very welcoming uh, gesture and i i definitely see the future bright but uh, this problem that we are discussing right now i think it's a cultural problem in the education system overall that the instructors are not the ones who are actually building fair enough and um, i i think and i completely agree right uh, ganesh and ranak you're talking about the same aspect which is there needs to be a fundamental shift in the education sector which is not so easy not so efficient like a like the business world because it comes with a lot of uh, baggage how the whole organization structure is um right so with that said there has been a lot of um, talk about micro courses as well right so being being entrepreneurs in your own right yourself so how, how do you see that uh, ronak i know you already touched upon projects being one aspect for um a career professional aspiration professional to um get jobs but outside that as micro courses because i believe that there is a lot of gap as well right in terms of what kids right today read in news about fancy new words out there in technology but how do you connect that back to the academic knowledge that you need to uh, gain to be good enough or uh, not to be at a level that where you have that like curiosity so to speak to engage that curiosity so uh micro courses what, what do you think about these and have you seen that uh in the outer world uh, in your interactions so this is a very timely question akshat so just about 2 weeks ago we announced our first data alchemist boot camp this is a uh a mini boot camp it's four modules that is teaching up and coming web 2 data analyst about the web 3 data uh, analytics So this is something that's announced by Covalent, and the twist here is threefold. The first is that it's exactly project based. So there's no real lectures. There's none of that stuff. It's uh, essentially, you know, there's a kickoff. There's a, you know, like a half an hour guest lecture about something that's uh, relevant to the industry. So an industry practitioner that tells them what day to day job is, what kind of roles they have available in the industry, and then there's the actual project. so that's uh the bulk of the focus so you're spending about 5 to 10 hours a week on building these projects and uh this is real hands-on experience the second uh second killer feature about the format that we've introduced is the cohort based learning and in our opinion uh this is uh this is catching steam and i see a lot of benefits i've taken a cohort based uh, curriculum myself and where the uh the shared journey uh really enhances the learning experience this is very different from the the rote learning that we're all used to way back uh in high school and you're individually like you're uh, competing with uh other players and you're uh graded on a curve here the core based uh, curriculum the core based learning where everyone is in a slack group this office hours uh by different practitioners every every day 
Uh, but mostly, you know, you uh, the the teams are fluid, but you're all learning to learning together. There's a there's a social component to that. And the third thing, which uh, makes it super interesting, is that we are actually paying people two thousand dollars to complete this course. So this is a very key mandate that Covalent, my company, has uh, for the Web three space. And by educating the future pioneers and future practitioners in the space. I believe that is the biggest impact and the biggest swing we can do uh, to really accelerate the Web3 adoption and the Web3 education uh, or just general on-chain data literacy. So these three factors is how we've concocted this uh, unique program. Uh, when we announced this about a week and a half ago, uh, about 10 days ago, we've gotten 800 applicants and these are all exceptional superstars who have you know traditional Web2 uh, data uh, scientists, data analysts, data pipeline engineering jobs uh, who are curious about uh, Web3 but don't really have the right format. And so uh, we can only pick 50 of, or so uh, because we really want to provide uh, the best experience. And it's our first cohort. It's just a test. But if this is a success, I think uh, we'll scale this up with additional partners. So that's an example of a format that we're trying out as an experiment. And so far, so good. You know, when you have uh, 800 people who have applied with their resumes and with their uh, video, uh, video like one minute video testimonial on why they want to be a part of this Data Alchemist program. And then there's going to be uh, literally uh, tomorrow, there's going to be 101 uh, 10 minute uh, interviews with all of these uh, candidates uh, to see if they're able to make the cut. Um, so that's really something that I'm proud of what we've, uh, we've positioned. Uh, and I think it'll be it'll be very exciting. At least we'll learn a lot from this format. Absolutely, very impressive. Yeah, I've been reading about Data Alchemist uh, program as well, bootcamp as well. And I think uh, kudos to you and your team. That that's a massive undertaking. And uh, like you said, eight hundred applications already in. That that's wonderful news. You can, you can see the 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 excitement right in, in this in this young group. So talking about this, right, I do have a couple of follow-up questions, if you don't mind, about the boot camp. First, I want to address for, let's say, the audience, right? Um, is this open to um, applicants across the world, or do you have any geographic focus at this time for the first uh, boot camp? It's all remote. Awesome. All right. That's perfect. The second question, how did you think about it? Let, let's take a step back, right? Why is this boot camp happening? What have you seen? in the industry what have you seen personally and how has your experience shaped you to create this bootcamp in the first place why don't you talk about that yeah so if you go back to the growth pillars of covalent equivalent is a you know designed for growth so we have uh team and culture we have product and engineering we have uh customer success we have customer acquisition and the fifth pillar of our growth is the community program and uh, Covalent has been around for almost five years now. So the first two and a half, three years, uh, we didn't have, uh, the market wasn't available. The, you know, we didn't uh, really make any money. Uh, we had an early product, but no real customers. So the wheels were not really spinning by then. But in 2020, uh, two years ago, during the depths of the pandemic, the first lockdown, what we did is we launched the Alchemist program, which would be our community program. So here we had a mandate of training 3,000 people, but that's more broad in terms of introduction to Web3, uh, introduction to DeFi, NFTs, and we trained 3,000 people uh, on what Web3 is, what is the ethos of Web3, because Web3 is not just uh, technology. It's uh, it's an economic and a political and a social revolution as well. So this overall yeah. aspect is what we put together. 
And what we found is we trained about, I think about 3,500 people across the globe. These are alchemists. If you go to LinkedIn, search for alchemists, there are thousands of people who are part of this program. And we've actually ended up hiring about 10 of those at Covalent. So people who we've rejected because they're not qualified, they've gone through the Alchemist program. Again, there's no charge for this program. It's a community program. It's a, it's a growth and leadership program. And we've trained thousands of people. So now across the globe, it doesn't matter where I go. I was in Korea uh, a few weeks ago, and I had Alchemist come up to me and say, you know, this is uh, transformative in my career. And so seeing the success of that, seeing that energy that uh, came out of that program, is basically what we wanted to recapture with the Data Alchemist program. This is a more focused program. Uh, these programs, unfortunately, only work in a bear market. They don't work in a bull market because in a bull market, it's uh, too easy to make money. It's too uh, too distracting. In a bear market, you have uh, the tourists leave. Uh, the Only the people who really, truly want to level up uh, stay back. And so this program is very, very high quality. So uh, that is where this initial genesis of the idea came from. And uh, the initial lesson here comes from other, you know, uh, I'm not a very religious person, but religious programs, uh, I've attended a lot of these religious programs as a kid, where you have a community feeling. It's less about the religion. It's more about the community, more about the, uh, the joint journey uh, that I think is... Uh, quite interesting to study about. So I would say in, in many ways, this is maybe uh, the formation of a cult, if you can call it that. And you can see the, the community out there uh, having these meetups and uh, doing all these things. So uh, that's the that's the idea. Uh, but now we're capturing that in a program that's specifically focused on on-chain data and on-chain analytics. Uh, just let's say it's like the iteration two or iteration three of the Alchemist program. Very interesting. And I think I think one interesting piece that you mentioned was the bear and the bull market. How how uh, not just anyone and everyone, but specifically young students, uh, react uh, during a bear and a bull market. They're more open to learning during a bear market. Very interesting. Um, Ronak, I want to bring the focus back to India. Uh, over the last few years, have you seen that? Because now we are specifically in this bear market, right? So... Uh, what uh, reactions or what sentiment are you seeing at the ground level when you when you engage when you mentor young college kids when you engage with these college clubs right so what what are you seeing here so um, i think whatever uh, ganesh is doing here is absolutely commendable you know uh, that's that's the real sense of giving it back to the community right so uh, i think that's that's absolutely great now coming back to india uh, let me uh, put it this way uh, all the blockchain developers that i know now are the ogs that have always been there right so uh, this entire argument of the bear and the bull market is extremely valid uh, when i came into this market it we were a very bullish market uh, and uh, i have seen uh, people getting paid atrociously i have seen people making crazy amount of money and that was the sole, uh, the shining beacon that was attracting more and more folks into this, right? And the the only um, the only bait that they could see was money, right? But the ones that you see today are the ones who actually love the tech, who actually believe in the algorithm, who actually believe that there is something called as Bhakti and it's going to revolutionize. And just like Ganesh put it, it's not just a um, uh, it's not just a, a tech, technical, uh, technological revolution. It's a cultural. It's a social revolution, right? It's the way. It's the way forward. 
we see so many countries, banks, everybody getting onto this bandwagon. So uh, the ones who are there right now are the ones who are actually going to make it. So the WAGME is for them, uh, right? And um, the way I see it in students, so uh, let me give it to you in uh, twofold. Uh, one is in India, it's more about you know getting placed. It's more about finding a job, right? So uh, when we say that we're in a bear market, uh, to some extent, the jobs have also dried down uh, and uh, kids will definitely prefer to learn tech in which they immediately get placed. And um, you will see a trend where uh, a kid has probably learned AIML, he's become an AIML engineer and he's immediately got placed. But on the side, uh, he's learning community, man- he's learning to be a community manager or probably he's learning to be a, a Web3 UI UX designer or you know a project manager. But uh, on the side, there is some work going on. So I think that's the that's the biggest uh, you know green light that I can see that uh, it's not completely uh, hushed under the carpet. It's a hundred percent you know there's this chatter, there's talk, and uh, you you must be knowing this for sure that uh, Web three is all about community here in India, right? So it's about a small group of people from cities. Uh, who talk about it continuously. We have tens and thousands of WhatsApp groups that discuss almost everything, uh, right from uh, discussing uh, decentralized Tinder to actually making a product, you know. So we discuss everything and it's actually a great uh, community learning uh, kind of an experience. So uh, I would say that um, we're just waiting for the right time to come when kids are actually upskilling themselves Probably not in the tech space, but, uh, you know, in some other ancillary activities for Web3, will get a good job, will find, uh, you know, a safe haven. Because given the laws uh, also in our country, uh, we are are somewhere in the middle, right? We are just looking right and left. What what is uh, the West doing? What is the East doing about it? And then we are making our laws. And off late... uh, the moves that the government has made by uh, banning certain uh, exchanges, I think it's a little discouraging for the new kids to take it up. Uh, and you know, India as a is a conservative country, so still, uh, you know, uh, students listen to their parents before choosing what tech to learn or something like that. So uh, these newspapers uh, do affect their decisions a lot. But all in all, I would definitely say that uh, it's not it's not dead; it's just silent and. Uh, we still have our communities roaring and I see it as a, in a green light, you know, in the future. That's very well put. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. hundred percent. And with that, um, um, I am looking at three, three major pillars of this conversation, the way we are headed. One, we talked about, um, opportunities like boot camp, right? That Ganesh talked about having these micro courses, gamified version of learning cohort based programs. Um, where students can educate themselves, apply their knowledge in real world at the same time and get jobs, be job ready. That's one. The second bucket is in terms of the career path. Ronak, you talked about uh, students at this point, some who are extremely excited and motivated are doing other jobs, but at the same time to uh, exploring the Web3 world in their own ways. But there is a second side to the coin, which is uh, there is a pressure from the parents because the technology world is not clear. So in simple words, if I like to put it, it's about the career path, which is not very clear, right? So 
that is the second angle and third um, i'd like to finally touch upon um, a young student right today uh, what is the step one that you would suggest because there's so much noise along with so much information pouring in along with if you want to speak about hackathons you want to speak about a boot camp there are so many opportunities out there right talking about communities there's so many communities out there so there's there could be a fatigue uh, in a different way right so what is the step one that a student today or a young professional today can take um, towards moving in the right direction so boot camps hackathon world career path and then step one for a young professional but before that i want to take a step back and maybe use this uh, next couple of minutes to uh, speak about you both i'm going to open the stage uh, back to ronak uh, why don't you begin talking about yourself anything you like to share what you're doing what you've done please go ahead so i i'm uh, i come from a family of lawyers i'm a third generation lawyer of my family right and uh, um, i was bit by the web3 bug uh, just before the pandemic began and i completely immersified myself and I, i i would like to thank the pandemic that i had all the time in my hands to learn the tech to learn everything uh, that is there to learn and we were then in great times so i found a lot of material available i found good mentors who taught me everything and that's when i realized that there was a gap uh, where uh, there are so many engineers so many people who want to learn this but there is not a great platform uh, for them to do it and i decided let's why don't we start uh, doing this uh, right from school so i started an edtech company where i designed a curriculum where blockchain would be taught to children from 9th standard onwards and uh, fortunately i was uh, uh, blessed to uh, teach 500 odd kids to do that right and uh, but then came the crypto crash and sadly uh, the demand for learning the tech also went down uh, however i i did not lose hope and uh, now i'm building a product in the web3 space uh, i have done my entrepreneurship and management from iim calcutta uh, i'm also a blockchain lawyer so i uh, suggest and uh, consult companies uh, you know for uh, any kind of uh, legal litigations that they may have or due diligence compliances so this is one space that i would like to talk about on today's podcast uh but uh, yeah that's that's what i do i'm very happy to have you get enjoyed and do yeah that's a it's a tough act to follow uh runak is highly highly qualified here so i'm a physicist i worked on cancer drugs for about half my career uh pivoted to the data space about a decade ago because uh, i found the pharmaceutical space to be uh a little constricting and uh about 5 years ago i went to a hackathon uh and built this middleware that allows you to remove or study transactions on the blockchain using excel just as a hack was just curious i had no interest in blockchains i mostly thought it was a joke and then uh when we ended up winning that hackathon decided to start a company to commercialize it uh timing in a in a market and timing the business has never been my strong suit uh started right at the end of 2017 which was the start of the the multi year bear market so struggled uh, a lot 18 19 but we had the conviction and we were able to uh build one of the best pieces of technology uh out there uh with a small team and then when the market hit uh it really ripped uh so now we're a team of about 60 people mostly here in Vancouver uh we have about 4000 customers we have uh about uh 50 blockchains indexed uh and uh i would say we are one of the leaders in the space when it comes to this category we've done a lot of category defining uh initiatives that uh i hope will change the blockchain space um yeah that's me in a nutshell 
I think I, we, we should thank the hackathon that you participated five years back that really uh, pulled you in into the space full time. Uh, and we're seeing all the career defining or the industry defining work that you're doing. Well, uh, talking about the favorite word of the day, which is hackathons, right? So much noise, so much information out there, so much good quality information out there. What if I had to ask you one good, uh, I mean, what's really working in terms of hackathons? And what is one thing that you see across the board by something that should change immediately? What would you have to say related to these hackathons and these um, on-the-go learning opportunities in that space? So um, I think uh, about hackathons, uh, one thing I've realized is um, usually there are 10 companies who participate or 10 groups of people who participate, but there are other uh, 90 who just come to visit and who want to participate. So I see Hackathon um, as a great platform to build something, uh, to be rewarded for it, to be noticed. Uh, at the same time, I also uh, feel that um, the way we have Hackathons, we should also have uh, some platform where you can find co-founders here in, uh, in India. Uh, what happens is... Um, there's a slight misconception that blockchain or Web3 is only for engineers, uh, which I feel is not the case. You know, we, we need we need people from other walks of life here as well. We need animators. We need uh, designers. You know, we need uh, uh, businessmen. We need people who understand business. Sometimes, uh, not always, uh, techies understand business. They can definitely build solutions. But uh, how to sell the product is also very important, right? So, um I, I have come across so many people uh, who actually are interested in this space, but they fail to find a good partner uh, to you know to go uh, in this journey with them. So I think uh, with hackathons, uh, so if you have ten hackathons, you should also have ten number of uh, you know platforms where you can find co-founders, especially in the Web three space. Uh, so yeah, that that's my little take on hackathons. Fair enough. <clears throat> and and uh, what about something that is not working today? That's not right, um, according to you, in these hackathons. Maybe uh, the plat co-founder platform. Uh, maybe that's that's your answer. But yeah, if there's something that else comes to your mind about something that hackathons can improve today, I think the 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 prize money that the hackathons advertise, right? I think that should that should not be the case. You know, hackathons should be about uh, being noticed or you know being. Uh, the, the the company that is organizing the hackathon rather than paying them a hundred thousand dollars or whatever i'm saying hundred thousand too much money but say even ten thousand dollars right they should actually uh you know have something more of like that if you win this hackathon we will we will personally give you some incubation we will personally give you some mentorship of how to fine-tune your product probably or we'll probably take you to a uh, you know we'll open some doors to some vcs or something like that you know i feel um the the price should not be just monetary gain. The price should be to actually build it. So it's not the end that you win the hackathon. It's actually the start of your journey, right? So I think hackathon should be designed in that way. Very well said. Back to you, Ganesh. What do you think? So, uh, you know, we are a success story from a hackathon. So I hold hackathons near and dear to my heart. I, in fact, wrote an article about a year ago that hackathons... Uh, Crypto projects need to ignore hackathons at their own peril. So take a look at that. Maybe you can put in the show notes. 
but primarily hackathons, uh, there are three groups of participants here, which you need to understand what the value drivers are. The first is the uh, the actual project that is sponsoring the hackathon bounty and is coming up with the uh, the submission and the guide, the judgment and so on. The second is the actual hackers who are participating in this hackathons, and they have a variety of reasons for doing this. I know of people who have uh, survived full time on just hackathon prize money, uh, so it's definitely possible. You know, these bounties are uh, are quite generous. And then the actual platform itself, which uh, facilitates these uh, these hackathons. So we have experience with all three. Uh, I think we've done about 50 hackathons this year alone. So we're very active on the hackathon scene, uh, invest a lot there. Uh, for the project itself, for Covalent, the value is, of course, the, uh, the brand exposure, you know, the awareness about Covalent. But what is compelling for us is we essentially use it as a source of product de development. So these hackers, what they're working on, they push your API, they push your product in ways that uh, the engineering team hasn't even thought about. And so when you go and address these these pain points and address these uh, you know slight flexes in the use cases, what ends up happening is that your product becomes a lot more robust, a lot more resilient, a lot more uh, transferable. And the things that these hackers are working on today will become more, more or less mainstream in about a year, six months to a year. And we've seen this year time in and time, uh, time out, right? So we built the first, the best DeFi uh, API. We built the best NFT API. We built the best GameFi API. And that was six months prior. The timing was just right because these hackers come in and they are, you know, they're like the, the, you know, the, the dogs can sense an earthquake, right? So something like that. They understand this new kind of wave that's coming in. And so they have their ears perked up. And so they ask us about all these different things to twist the API. And we don't know what it is, but we, you know, just fulfill most of those requests. And that's our product dev. And then, uh, you know, when the wave hits, we're, uh, we're coasting. So that's, uh, that's in it for, for the project itself. Uh, the platform itself, I think that's where there has to be some uh, drastic changes here. Right now, these platforms like Gitcoin and ETH Global, uh, they need to be public good themselves. Right now, there are for-profit corporations which uh, look at this as a, a way to make money, uh, which is good. You know, everyone has to survive. Everyone has to make money. Uh, I think it's a positive. The commercial aspect is almost important. I'm a capitalist myself. Uh, without a commercialization, sometimes the investment is not uh, not worth it. Uh, but there, I think there's another format here which uh, makes it a true public good. And there's a way to fund, essentially, these innovators fund these uh, frontier uh, edges of technology. Uh, I don't know what that format is, but I think there is uh, another format besides these for-profit commercial uh, companies. Uh, we have our own platform at Covalent where, uh, you know, we have, 40,000 devs at Covalent, so uh, who are using the protocol, and uh, you know we run a hackathon there, and uh, like the, the data alchemist is all, it's our own internal platform, for example. So, uh, so we do some of that, and it's all of those is not for profit, right? So I think there's another another angle here where you're you can be sustainable, but without uh, uh, being a corporation, and then the hackers themselves, right? So. I think uh, some of the hackathons are online. So I think uh, the last maybe four or five hackathons we've done are all uh, all online. Uh, but you have like Eat uh, Eat India coming up in Bangalore, which I encourage the, the India crowd to definitely visit. It's on the 2nd of December in uh, in Bangalore. Uh, it's going to be a massive event. Uh, we'll be there. Uh, there's Eat SF next month. There was Eat New York last month. 
uh, and then all of the other hackathons across the globe, uh, which are all real life events. I would encourage uh, hackers to apply for scholarships. There are a lot of scholarships here and go and visit because the energy that you get when you're hacking is very different in an offline setting, in a real life setting compared to an online event. Uh, you all, that's also the best way to meet investors, the best way to meet uh, future co-founders, uh, best way to meet future team members, uh, and so on. So I would say, you know, uh, to, to understand the pros and cons of what's working, what's not working, I would uh, go back to the value drivers for these three distinct uh, groups, and the values are not always aligned. Um, some people want uh, leads, so they think of it as a cost of uh, developer acquisition. Some people want to make profits. Some people want to have fun. So they're not always in line, but when it's aligned, it's it's magical. And uh, we found alignment in a couple of events. A couple of events have, haven't worked too well for us. I see. That's a very well laid out, um, yeah, overview about hackathons. And I think I think you perfectly summarized all the all the players, the three sections that you mentioned, and the value drivers. So, uh, do you, do you think that? Uh, companies today are not as you know as smart as you or say effective as you in terms of leveraging these hackathons do, do you see that if you were to talk to uh, your peer in the blockchain world running a uh, running a company do you what would you tell them um, about hackathons what are they not doing right let's say so uh you know i'm not i'm not going to disparage our uh, our peers you know our peers are very smart and we rely on uh, excellent competitors and excellent uh, you know market participants to keep us on our feet i would say hackathons fit naturally to a developer audience so if you're a polygon if you're a, a chain link if you're a covalent hackathons are a natural customer acquisition developer acquisition awareness kind of thing right super super straightforward but if you're a DeFi protocol uh, the composability bit is not so straightforward. It's not so clear. It, there's no on-ramp. There's no easy solution to hack on. So I think it's a little harder to build that. If you're a custody solution, for example, I don't know what would you do with a hackathon. Like it's not really the, the right audience. So it really depends on the kind of project. I would not say our, our peers are lacking in any ways. You can see it's basically the same participants who come uh, who sponsor these hackathons. You see Polygon. We do lots of hackathons at Polygon with, with Chainlink, uh, with other other uh, platforms like ETH Global is all the ETH ecosystems. You have Optimism and Arbitrum and Boba and 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 Moonbeam and so on. So I would say uh, on the developer front, uh, it's very well understood because this is mostly the Web2 kind of playbook that's uh, just being replayed in the Web3 world. But when it comes to business products, when it comes to enterprise products, there has to be something else. I don't know if hackathons are the right fit. Maybe there should be a business uh, hackathon like Runek uh, suggested. There's uh, solving business use cases. You know, there's a, uh, I think that is underappreciated. There has to, there's, I think there's definitely a way um, to, 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 to conduct uh, events like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think the third piece uh, seems the most uh, exciting to me, right? That's like you said, it's underplayed today. Uh, business use cases from uh, coming from business background myself, right? Doing an MBA in uh, a college like Babson, the number one college in entrepreneurship. One of the things that we were exposed to was working with actual companies out there, Fortune 500 companies working on an actual real world use case where we could work with their team um drive the entire project 
come up with a pro- uh, solution uh, uh, to a problem that they are facing today. So I think I think yes, uh, an equivalent to that in the Web three world would be exciting. Switching gears now uh, to to the career path in itself, right? I think we talked about some clarity missing uh, in terms of young professionals with so much noise out there. Um, what opportunities or what career path? Right. Uh, if you were to talk about a typical business, we talk about a banking job. We talk about uh, um, even a developer job in Web two world. It's pretty straightforward. You know what certifications you need. You know what career path and what roles you can uh, grow into. But uh, in the blockchain um, world, what? How would you define the career path? Right. Uh, where does a young professional today? look itself let's say five years down the line four years down the line and that's just one question right the second faction of the question is about what are the different roles out there that's needed donak you touched upon this but let's let's go deeper into this uh being entrepreneurs yourself what do you see real requirement today and how do you how does a career path look like to you um so i would like to get this question first because i think um uh, i've burnt my fingers quite a lot of times here uh by not following the you know the the right way to go about with it so now the way i look at look at it is you know the first thing that any any newcomer needs to do is skill up right first understand what's in the market uh where is he or she lacking and skill up right then uh, the second thing i feel that the person needs to do is uh, you know uh, uh, create create have some personal branding around it right so uh, have create a community let people know what you're doing let let your peers know what you're doing let your colleagues know what you're doing right and uh, you know create some chatter around it because after all business or anything is all, is only people right the more number of people you use the more number of um, the more number of people you meet the more number of problems you solve right so uh, you need to you need to put it out there that uh, see i've upskilled myself i'm i'm trying to venture into this space probably as a developer or probably learning a new language or anything else you know i i have just become a, a web3 lawyer probably right so you should put it out there and this the third thing that a person should do uh, is intern with a company you know work for someone right not just get into building your own company in the first place you know when you work for someone when you actually understand the systems is when you actually you know get more confidence in your dream in your vision sometimes you feel that the problem that you're looking at is a huge problem but unless you really don't work with someone you don't understand the system you don't realize what a great uh, uh, mistake you're doing right and then i think the final stage would be to uh, actually start with your own uh, company or make a startup or you know be a consultant or whatever right so i think that's the journey the how i i put it personally right so um the other thing that i want to touch on touch upon is uh, you know there is there's a lot of lot of other things here in this space especially in the web3 space apart from being just a techie right i think um, it's it's uh, it's an open world for everybody for management people for recruiters for community managers you know for lawyers uh, so one of the the uh, largest number of uh, Uh, appointments today I, i take is about uh, blockchain companies who want to understand what it is to you know open a company in dubai or singapore or, or a more friendlier country you know so uh, that's a large part of my day when i consult blockchain uh, companies today so uh, this was never the case four five years back 
right? We never had this kind of a stream, but we had to upskill ourselves and understand that, okay, so this is how it's going to, it's going to be. You see, Dubai is a very blockchain-friendly country, or Singapore is a blockchain-friendly country, Canada is a blockchain-friendly country. How do you open a shop there and still operate from India or, uh, you know, uh, is it feasible to operate from there? So, uh, you know, what I want to say is there are a lot of career opportunities uh, in this space. Uh, recruiting uh, of late has become a great, great opportunity. And uh, just what Ganesh is saying that it's a tough, uh, you know, it's tough space to find the right people for the job, right? So recruitment has become a great business in the Web3 space. Uh, you will see so many platforms uh, coming up just exclusively for Web3 recruitment. Uh, so there are a lot of opportunities for uh, for the newer guys who are coming into the space. The only way, the only thing is, we need to put it out there that this is not just for techies; it is also for non-techies. Yes, obviously, because we are around an algorithm, we are around a software system. The techies will obviously have the upper hand, but that doesn't mean that you know you can you can definitely learn to learn the uh, tricks of the trade. Animators, gaming has become so big today, you know. So. So many things are there for them. Yeah. Sure. Um, you, you talked about a lot of interesting aspects. Uh, I'd like to peel a couple of layers, um, if you may. One thing specifically that you talked about, the first level of the career path that you mentioned was putting yourself out there in terms of what you're learning, what you're doing, uh, sharing it with the community. Um, I think one of the hesitations that uh, I think we could, we could all agree today is that um, it's not easy for anyone and everyone to do that uh, people face a lot of you know hesitation themselves at their own uh, personal level that hey i'm learning something new i'm not sure if it is good enough to share with the community right so and i think that becomes the first deterrent uh, for them opening up to this whole new world right so this is definitely a challenge right so i think i don't have an answer to that maybe you do uh, do you want to add something there that how do do how do people overcome this hesitation in the first place? So I think that's that's the time when we need to look at people like Ganesh who are uh, you know hosting these free boot camps just to upskill yourself, right? Uh, who are who are hosting hackathons, you know, who are uh, you know in the literal sense giving it back to the community in the literal sense actually uh, upskilling people for whatever reason maybe right, but just doing it out there, right? So I think. Uh, that's more than enough validation that whatever you are getting into is not going to be just like shut shop tomorrow, right? It's not going to happen that way. Uh, and this is a very personal feeling that, uh, you know, I, I've i gone through it personally when I decided that I'm going to not call myself as a pure litigant lawyer, but I'm going to actually get into the blockchain space. Initially, uh, thankfully, we were in the lockdown, so we, there was absolutely nothing else to do and uh, everybody else was you know just laying around and that's when i was studying and understanding how blockchain works so um, you know uh, for me it was very easy uh, so by the time we came out of the lockdown i was actually i understood everything you know i had i had made some connects in the space so uh, it was easy for me to tell everyone hey guys don't now don't refer typical litigation matters to me now i'm going to get into the space and i'm also going to upskill myself being a blockchain lawyer I'm going to build up something in this uh, space. So, uh, yes, uh, it is definitely a challenge for most of the kids to, uh, you know, put it out there immediately up front that I'm getting into the space. But uh, unfortunately, that's the way to progress. You have to put it out there that 
I am I am in this space. I have upskilled myself. I want to meet people. Um, I want to understand what's happening new. So it's better to be a fool than to call yourself that I know I know everything, right? So it's it's the same thing, the same principle. So to give you a very small example, uh, in June uh, 2022, I started my uh, LinkedIn creator mode on, right? So that that's when I had hardly five six hundred uh, followers, and uh, the the day I started posting, I started telling people, I started putting information out there. I think within a month, I had reached fifteen hundred, right? And after that, um, I don't look at I don't look at my followers. I think I haven't gone above certain two thousand or something. But what's most important is uh, now, at least in my city in Bombay, you know, I know people. People know me that okay, there's a guy from Pune who does something like this. And uh, apart from the commercial part, uh, that's that's helping me. It also gives me a sense of uh, self-actualization that, you know, I've attained something. I've made friends here. I, these friendships are never going to go, right? Tomorrow, uh, he, he lands a job, he doesn't. I keep on doing this or I don't. Uh, this friendship, even, this friendships that I've made, uh, you know, they, they have cemented now. So um, it's, a, it's a struggle. Yes, it's a struggle and we all have to go through it. And uh, I think uh, we need to look at companies like... Uh, Covenant and Ganesh, who are you know actually uh, upskilling people. Fair enough. Ganesh, what do you think about the uh, career path? I can just uh, wrap up here. So there's nothing sure. custom or nothing special about the Web three space. It's exactly the Web two stuff. I I talked about our growth uh, growth levers where. You uh, build an engineering team that's all recruiting, talent and culture, that's all HR, acquire customers, that's all sales and marketing. It's you keep customers around, that is retention and customer success. Then you build a community that's a community program. So there's nothing special about these things. In fact, uh, right in front of me is our town hall and there's a table here and there's four or five books there. And these are all sales books. It's like high IQ uh, selling and challenger sale. That's exactly the same there's nothing special about web3 you know people are people right so the technical bits perhaps are more custom more novel but the act of doing business uh is exactly the same i think that's where entrepreneurs trip up where they try to go around and skirt the legal and uh, legal liabilities and try to innovate on things where there's an existing framework People want to be uh, sold to a certain in a certain way. People want to buy a certain way. People want to be spoken to a certain way, right? People still want that feeling of camaraderie and the feeling of belongingness. Uh, those things are will continue to be eternal. So I don't think there's anything special required for Web3. Uh, go be a nice person. Go promote yourself. It doesn't matter if it's like Web3 or if it's any other uh, any other field. And I think the opportunities are more in Web3 because it's a emerging nascent field and it's not like these uh, you know, coding boot camps where you have hundreds of people going and learning Jabber or something, at least not yet. Uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. that's that's what I would like to uh, end my note on. Well, nothing can be added to that note. That's perfectly summed up. So, well, gentlemen, with, in the interest of time, we should wrap up. Um, I would have loved to have some closing notes from you guys, but uh, yes, a- anything that you want to say at the end and we will just uh, wrap up. Yeah. Uh, just one thing, just one thing is that, uh, you know, actually the, the times are troubling, right? The waters are turbulent. Uh, the bear market is, if we're deep in the bear market, whether this is six months or a year or two years, I don't know, nobody knows. 
Um, the only people who will remain are the people with conviction. So I think this is the best opportunity to invest not in Bitcoin or Ethereum, but to invest in yourself. So uh, that investment uh, is up only. So that's what I would like to uh, end end with. Awesome. Do I need to say uh, anything more after that? You know. <laughs> so I think he's he's just he's just hit the nail uh, in the right spot. You know. Uh, it's it's the time. It's now is the time when you're going to get filter. You know, now you're going to get the diamonds and, and all the stone and the coal is going to go apart, right? So, just stay in there. You know, we are all going to make it, and we're all very early in the game. I always say this to all my students: don't look at Bitcoin or don't look at Ethereum. And it's reached whatever levels. You are still early. You are still early, and there's so much more to happen, and there's so much more to grow for all of us here. So, just hang in there and just you know stay put. Awesome, awesome. Thank you, gentlemen. With that, uh, we should wrap up this wonderful conversation. Uh, I'll mix it up, clean it up, and share the final results with you very soon. Thanks so much. Thanks, Jess. Take care. Bye. Thank you. Great meeting you, Ganesh. Great meeting you. You too. Thank you. As well. Take care. Bye.